This is a Counterspin Media presentation. Now you must know, things are very wrong right now. The William Bissett Report. You know, that's just, just, just made, guess just give me a thought actually, because fluoride lowers IQ, doesn't it? You know, our Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins, uh, really struggled to articulate the answer to what a woman is. I'm just wondering, like, like, don't hear me out, I'm not being rude, but perhaps Chris Hipkins, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, might have fluoridated brain. This could be a get out of jail card, well, couldn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, oh, sorry, yeah. I didn't yeah. mean to do that, I've got fluoridated, fluoridated brain. brain. Hey, just a quick interruption. The Bryland Centre sell a range of high-grade water filter systems, just like this one here from Switzerland, which removes 99% of impurities, including fluoride and chlorine. We actually stock both small and large systems, like this one here. Now this one filters all the water before it enters the building, so it's nice to know that I can shower in pure water, but even better to know that no matter what tap I use inside, I won't be washing my newborn baby in filthy water. I'll put some links in the description below. Now back to the interview. Gosh, Mark, thank you so much for travelling all the way over to here to the Bryland Centre in Ferrymead. Look, for years I've been studying uh, fluoridated water and the only information I can find is that it's a harmful toxin, it's a, it's a neurotoxin, it disrupts the endocrinal system, but they put it in our water to, to help our, our teeth. So I tried to research that and I, I just can't seem to find anything that supports that. I'm hoping that you can clarify that with me today. Obviously, I've been just reading some misinformation, I'm guessing. You know, you're a pharmacist of over 30 years. In fact, you run your own pharmacy. Uh, you're a master of uh, integrative medicine. So if anyone should know, it should be you. I also understand uh, you run your own martial arts dojo uh, and, uh, and you're pretty good in the ring. I'm, I'm pretty sure you, you kick butt in the ring, so to speak. And I welcome you to kick my butt and uh, just give a bit of clarity about fluoridation and how safe it is uh, and how useful it is to prevent decay, please. Thanks, William. Uh, I've really struggled to find any positive effects, particularly when we compare Canterbury, which is currently unfluoridated, to the rest of New Zealand, which large pockets are fluoridated. And what I have seen is there doesn't seem to be any difference in dental caries between our population and others, which leads you to wonder about what effects are at play. And um, I've also uh, thought about how, um, you know, in pharmacy, you individualize the dose. Now, if you drink three liters of water and I don't drink more than about 500 mils a day, I've got other things to worry about if that's all I'm doing, but that means you're getting six times the dose. Um, likewise, if you're a if you're a four-year-old, five-year-old, and let's just for a moment assume that swallowing fluoride makes a difference in our teeth. Let's just assume that for now. Um, what about the people that don't have any teeth with dentures? Um, what about when our teeth finally finish doing what they're supposed to do and they've erupted out? Um, how does how does the fluoride affect our teeth? And it's if, if it's affecting our teeth, does it affect our other bones as well? How does that, what effects does that have? And if it's affecting our bones, then how can it carefully miss every other organ of our body? But the government have experts telling us that, it, that it's okay, don't they? Well, and we have, we have dentists 
who are on both sides of the, of the argument, which I think is always helpful. It's always healthy to have uh, people on both sides of the argument, as opposed to what we seem to have these days, which is you have those uh, with a single source of truth, and then everyone else who has a different opinion is a disinformation, misinformation. So maybe I don't need to be too hard on myself um, for only finding bad stuff about fluoride then. I think it's about recognising that science is a continuum and science is, is a continuing argument. And there might be fours and against. Now one thing, when I last went to my dentist, they did put a fluoride paint over the top of my teeth and then they insisted that I not eat or drink for at least 30 to 60 minutes afterwards. And when I said, well, why is that? Well, we don't want you swallowing the fluoride. Well, if we're going to fluoridate our water, that seems an oxymoron. Now, they might say, well, it's all about the concentration. But where is the evidence to show that a short, sharp, high dose of fluoride is any less toxic, dangerous than continuous, prolonged, low dose, like many other impurities that we may be getting in our diet or our environment. You know, there's no safe level for lead. There's no safe level for aluminium. Um, and I don't think really there's a safe level of, of fluoride. And uh, I have other concerns about the other body systems that it can interfere with. Fluoride, isn't that an FDA-approved drug? Well, I'm not aware of um, an FDA approval. Well, I, probably, I was probably a bit naughty asking you that question, Mark, because we, we know that it's not FDA-approved at right. all. Um, and somehow um, the fl fluoridation uh, drugs are somehow getting, getting away with being sold. Well, uh, I guess, too, also whilst, you know, uh, often different health departments will uh, look at what overseas regulatory bodies are doing and then consider how that applies here. But um, I would say that I think any application of what America is doing doesn't necessarily bear any resemblance here. Um, from the, the work that I've done with my own dentist, I understand that flossing is the, and gum treatment, is far, far more important um, than the enamel. The enamel is incredibly hard, and sure, if you leave particular compounds on your teeth, if you, you know, drink drink high concentration fruit juices, and then you don't follow it with any water, if you're consistently consuming uh, sweets which contain sucrose or fructose or these other sugars, then you're bathing your teeth in in those. Particularly if you're chewing them up, and then you're going to have pieces of them sitting on your teeth. Um, we haven't really advanced much in terms of teeth care either because we still scrub our teeth um, with the same scrubbing brushes that we've been using for hundreds of years. Um, there is a real understanding too about the oral microbiome, so that's the oral bacteria. And in fact, dental decay is linked to specific bacteria. Now, if you then use oral probiotics and you can have those in lozenges and mouthwashes and so on, uh, then you literally crowd out the bad guys and flood the mouth with the good guys. But I'm, I'm, I go back to my dentist wanting to treat my teeth because I've come across dentists who insist that fluoridation in the water is a sensible idea. 
Well, if that's the case, then why do they continue to paint people's teeth with fluoride when they go to the dentist? And that's not just in Canterbury. Um, and again, as a pharmacist, why would I give a 47 kilo um, elderly 80 year old woman the same amount of a, of a chemical or drug as I would a 157 uh, kilo 28 year old man? You wouldn't. You'd personalize the dose. And so by putting uh, a substance in our water, even if you maintain that the level that you've put in is within so-called safe limits, um, you can't control the dose. And that's a very dangerous place to be. In a nutshell, <clears throat> what are your chief concerns about fluoridating our water? Fl fluoride um, is, a, is a chemical. It's thought to leach other agents in the body. It does interact with iodine. Um, and iodine, of course, is important with the thyroid. It's also protective against a lot of cancers. Um, and so by uh, drawing out iodine with the consumption of fluoride, then you're, you're playing with those systems. And those may have downstream effects. I think the other thing to ask is if, if you've got conflicting information, for instance, John Calhoun, who was uh, formerly working with the Auckland DHB, and he was the spokesman for fluoridation, um, he reversed his decision because he couldn't see any difference between the fluoridating areas and the non-fluoridating areas. And if you're going to have an intervention that makes no appreciable difference, then if you haven't got any benefits and you've got some theoretical risks, even if they're theoretical, well, the risks outweigh the benefits. And it's the same with any drug. If you, if you have some benefits, but you've got more risks than benefits, then at the very most, you're going to restrict that to those that absolutely need it and are in real harm's way without it. So in theory, young children with their second set of teeth, in theory, could have their, their teeth painted with the fluoride. Um, but even that I'm reasonably uncomfortable with because of the oral absorption and going to swallow it. Um, but the argument too is that there are populations in our community that don't look after their teeth, so we need to fluoridate the water to capture those populations. Well, okay, but what about all the populations that do look after their teeth? So you're actually treating people that don't need it, um, much in the same way as if you were to use um, you know, a new experimental drug, and it was only useful on a very small number of people, but you decided to give it to everybody in the population. It's not really either scientific or evidence. Every single indication that it is a toxin, for example, causes neurotoxin. It lowers IQ levels in children. Um, it disrupts the endocrinal system. So what happens when you start interrupting the endocrinal system or the hormonal system? What, what, what sort of things can you come uh, Oh golly, a whole myriad of things. Mm. I mean, we're, we're a bubbling soup of hormones. Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost, almost a root cause of almost all health conditions when you disrupt endocrinal imbalances. Well, you're, you're not just dealing with the brain hormones or you're not just dealing with progesterone, estrogen, testosterone, but you're dealing with all your thyroid hormones. You're dealing with the hormones that manage uh, your stress response, your, your wakefulness response. Um, hormones are used all over the body for all sorts of reasons. Mm. Um, and we also don't truly understand the, the cellular 
interactions between these things. Mm. So it's very much, I go back to if, if you need it, fair enough, but if you don't need it, you shouldn't have it. Yeah. And so if there was a, a small population that you could somehow prove this made a difference, you're really only dealing with those um, that are either their, their new teeth are growing through and sometimes you'd, somehow you'd need to uh, get the fluoride into those teeth. But in doing that, then what, what's the downside of that? Because those, those same individuals will have their brains being developed or their other organs are being developed. And so you're, you're creating a the theoretical risk, but there may be a whole raft of um, other downstream effects, some of which we may not understand initially. It may take years to come out. So yes, we need to manage our dental hygiene. Yes, we need to be more mindful of what we're putting in our mouths. Yes, we need to make sure that we are looking our, after our teeth. But we need to make sure that the cost to the rest of us, you know, great. We, we saved your teeth, but we destroyed everything else. Doesn't make sense, doesn't it? No. Actually, you know, that's just, just, just made, guess just give me a thought, actually, because fluoride lowers IQ, doesn't it? Um, and, you know, our Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins, uh, really struggled to articulate the answer to what a woman is. I'm just wondering, like, like, don't hear me out, I'm not being rude, but perhaps Chris Hipkins, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, might have fluoridated brain. That, that could actually, you know, uh, when you think about it, um, a lot of people that seems to be changing policy and that, that, that they, they have a lot of, a lot of issues. Uh, um, maybe they've got fluoride. We could start something, we could start something here, but we, this could be a get out of jail card. Well, Couldn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, oh, sorry, yeah. I didn't mean to do that. I've got a fluoridated, fluoridated brain. brain. Yeah. Probably shouldn't answer that because that's not what, what not we're here to do. I'm being a bit cheeky, I think. Yeah. I, I think I think Chris Hipkins has more to worry about than fluoridated brain right now. Right. Yes. <laughs> so in a, in a nutshell, you know, it, the, the evidence is overwhelming that uh, fluoride, fluorinating your water, uh, has huge amount of potential problems uh, from lowering your IQ to... Um, it's a, it's a chemical, it's a neurotoxin, there's nothing good about it, it's not a nutrient. So it's not like a, a justification, like for example, putting iodine in salt, for example, you can't go down that track. Yeah, I think, look, even if, even if it, the evidence does seem to be pushing towards the negative versus the positive. But even if you put that to one side, what you need to, as I, and I'm sorry to sound like a broken record, but it's about individualization of the dose, and fluoridation is not an individualization. If we start arguing about whether this is true or that's true, or this is right or that's wrong, you're always going to get a split camp, and you're eventually going to get you know, yeah. some that... But if you go back to, even if it was beneficial, how do you get it delivered in the appropriate way? And, you, and swallowing it is not ideal. And then, even if it is beneficial, it's only beneficial for a very narrow population, yet the rest of the population are being exposed to this unnecessarily. And within that, you are unable to control the dose because you have one person that drinks one litre and one person that drinks yeah. four litres. Yeah. Then also, what's that going to do? People are just going to go and get filters. Now, fluoride is extremely difficult to get out. In fact, usually you need a reverse osmosis or uh, something that's very, very fancy. Your standard filtration units will not get rid of fluoride, and a lot of them won't get rid of chlorine either, unfortunately. Um, and so when you've got the exposure to the population at large not being of any benefit, even if you could somehow prove it, 
that's why I would question the need for fluoridation. We, it's only sort of likes of America, New Zealand, Australia that tends to be dominantly really hell-bent on trying to fluoridate everybody, but over in Europe only 97% don't fluoridate. Mm. Uh, mind you, they stand up probably a lot stronger than we do. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, a lot of countries have banned fluoridation. Yes. So that, that should... That should, uh... that should make sense. I, but um, people are only going to get the information that they hear. I mean, not everyone's going to listen to this video either. Mm. Um, and you've also got, you know, dentists who promote fluoridation in water. Um, but in fact, really, there needs to be some options and there needs to be some informed consent. Uh, people should be able to decide whether they want fluoride in their water or not. And if, it, if there are individuals that feel that the benefits outweigh the risks, then they should have the option. But if those uh, individuals that feel that, no, this isn't worth their while, then they shouldn't have to put up with whatever what the other groups are wanting. It comes back to that individualisation of dose, um, personal choice and informed consent. And fluoridation of water breaches all of those. Well, thank you very much, Mark. I really appreciate you coming all the way to speak to us and getting some clarity on that. The fact that you are a pharmacist for over 30 years, you know your medicine, you're an integrative medicine specialist, uh, you've got an excellent reputation around Christchurch for what you do, uh, so everybody should have confidence in what you say. Uh, thank you very much. That's my pleasure. Thanks very much, William. Counterspinmedia.com